Hello and welcome to this 10-minute talk. My name is David Gornell from Wellshire, UK. In this 10-minute talk, I just want to elaborate a little bit more on some of the fundamental ideas of Wellshire, UK. Now, you might have seen or listened to the podcast previously or been on our site, welshireuk.org, that Wellshire considers that each citizen should be valued individually. And that means all citizens, not just a group of citizens. Because we have to reflect the value that we're all inputting into this country that we live in. Our ancestors and people who came before us, our legacy, what we will leave behind us. It's all, it's all part of the sort of built environment. And the fact that people learn trades, they learn skills, they go to university, they get education, yeah? These people, you know, as a collective, we are all sort of upgrading ourselves, if you will. So we become a nation of valued people. The infrastructure we build is valuable. Industry would probably love to come here and does like to come here because primarily the people who are here working, um, the standard of life what we aspire to. This, I think, should all have a certain amount of value to it because essentially we have created it, not only us, but of course our ancestors. What we are suggesting is that there should be a share of this wealth paid to each citizen per year for life. Now, you could say, well, how would you even justify this? But it's been a long-held belief by many economists and people of that ilk that one shouldn't just be looking at a country's GDP as a barometer of the wealth of that particular country that it is the built environment. If we also look at you know, any raw materials that we may be harbouring, coal, oil, gas, precious metals, various things that, they're all considered to be a commodity, a value, if you will. So why not people? Why not houses when you look round? These houses have all been constructed. So it must have some kind of value. And I think we must be looking now at finding out what's happened to that value, what has happened to that wealth, who has got that wealth. So how do we sort of get people back together again, if you will, to build communities? We all have to understand that, you know, we're living in a a, a modern society and society will move on. We're not trying to... Uh, say here that we've got to get back to the 1930s or anything. I don't think anyone would really sort of want that. But we are getting a little fragmented and a little bit strung out. I think the gap is, I mean, it's very easy to say the gap between rich and poor is what's causing it. I'm not entirely sure about that. I, I, I think it's more about we're not all pulling together And I think this is a a natural thing for humans to do. We like to think that we're all pulling together, you know, a sort of one aim, if you will. And I think this is what's missing greatly. And this 25,000 would would mean that people could 
have a feeling of belonging, that they have some kind of basic worth, if you will. And I think it could be something that, and it could be justified, because I'm suggesting that each person could give at least 25,000 back to the nation per year. And the important thing is, this money is going to get down to communities. It's going to get to the people who really, really know what to do with it. Of course, we'll still have to have a tax system. There'll still need to be some kind of authority or the, the dreaded word of government. But I see it more as a localised government and localised councils. People will rise to the top who are good at that sort of work. Is there still room for politics? We, we, we don't know about that. A, a lot of policy decisions don't need politics. Politics is probably good for certain things, but we now have to make real decisions and they should be made by people with knowledge and people who have no political bias, really, because obviously they'll be making decisions based on a political desire. Now, would there still be commerce and industry and profit? I think there will. Of course they will, because what we're suggesting is, is that maybe a lot of the, well, a lot of the workforce would actually be going to work for, for kind of free to the company. Now, it's, it's obviously going to be quite a complex system, but we live in a world now where a complex system can be constructed because we have complex computer systems. We have money that can be sent all over the world. Um, you know, this, this, this money could be a, a cryptocurrency. It could have restrictions on it on where it can be spent because I know one of the big problems would be if the money, if we suggested we just printed so much money and that was it, what happens when it leaks out the country? You know, people take it abroad or things like that. But I envisage that as overseas aid. You know, supposing a, a, a couple wanted to go and work in Africa or India, they will take their 25,000 each, if you will, and take it over there. And that would be real aid, wouldn't it? Because they'd be out there maybe starting industry or business or taking their skills with them. You know, they could be a construction workers, they could be health workers, doctors, and go out there and work in an area that desperately needs someone like that, teachers or something like that, you know, it would free us to do these things. Now, obviously, 25,000 doesn't seem like a lot of money. And we are suggesting, we're not suggesting, should I say, that people can't earn more than that. Of course they can. We're not here to say that people can't form businesses, can't go out and make money. If you really want to go out and make money, who are we to tell people they can't do that? I don't think that's a, that's the thing you should be doing. But the suggestion of wealth share is that people will start thinking differently. Their, their, their value system will change greatly. Because we have to, eventually we're going to have to deal with the problem of making disposable goods and then making more disposable goods and more and just this endless... Purchase, 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 throw away, purchase, purchase, throw away. And you've got to remember there's, you know, there isn't, you know, in terms of the world, there is, you know, once a lot of these other countries come on stream, then 
if they adopt the same sort of way of doing the economic system, then we're going to be in real chaos. Real, real, real chaos. Maybe it's time that we rethought it. And I think we have turned up a blind alley, a couple of blind alleys, and we need to be looking at this now and saying, well, what can we do to address it? And I think we need to, the, one of the big things we need to do is reassess our value system. And I think Welshire could do that. You know, limited resources on this planet. There are lots who go around saying, no, there's an endless supply of oil. There's an endless supply of gas. There's an endless supply of everything. But the kind of isn't, you know. Now, of course, one of the, the great things about this idea of Welshire is that it's for life. So people know that for life they will receive this income. Now, if you just sat a while and really thought about that, what would that mean? There, there would no longer be this struggle to ensure a retirement or just to even think about retirement. I mean, I would like the idea of retirement to disappear completely. That people would just think, no, I'm going to con contribute to society for the whole of my life because society has furnished me with this amount of money. And if I'm careful, I, and, and when I mean careful, I mean we just have a smaller footprint that we don't waste money. Because one, one of the things about it is, is that hopefully people would live more within their means. So that's about 10 minutes. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to go over to our website, www.org. WelshUK.org. Leave comment, become a member, or join our mailing list. We'd love to see you over there. Bye for now.